Courtney. Hello, Twitch. We're late, but we're making a Mother's Day episode. Oh my gosh, we're like sort of on time, really. It's only one week late. That counts. And if anything, it's because our episode came out on Mother's Day, and it would not have been Mother's Day appropriate to not spend Mother's Day with our mothers. I spent mine at, you know, the restaurant I work at. Oh, that's right. It's horrible. I hate it. Well, yeah. welcome to Time to Remember the Magic, a podcast where two young adults, two 30-somethings, watch Disney movies and talk about them. But today, we're not watching a Disney movie. Courtney, what are we doing today? We're going to do a top 10 on Mother's Disney Mother's. We're going to count down our top 10 Disney mothers from a belated Mother's Day. Yeah, that one. Yeah. Okay. And then so we have 10, and then we have an honorable mention, and Courtney has already told me that her honorable mention is going to make me mad. Yeah, I also had a hard time, and I know you're telling me that there's a lot of Disney moms, but I googled a whole list, and... On the list, there were some moms that I didn't put on here, but I also didn't feel like they are integral to the part, so how are they my favorite if I don't really give a shit about them at all? So then I had a really hard time, and you're telling me I shouldn't have had a hard time, but also I think there's some movies that I didn't watch that you watched, and then I don't know of them, so I was like, nah, fuck that. No, that makes sense. Like, the mom from, uh... The hell is that movie? With the frog? Princess and the Frog was on these lists, and I, I have no idea who that is, so I couldn't put her on mine, because I don't know who the fuck she is. No, that's fair. There's probably a bunch that I know that you don't. Just like, uh, I know that the mom from Brave is going to be on yours, but I barely remember her, so she's not on mine. Spoiler alert. What the fuck? I don't remember her. How do you- she was a bear. Well, I remember that she becomes a bear, but all I remember of the mom in that movie is her being like, Difficult to Merida. I, I almost called her a dick, but she's not a dick, but difficult to Merida. So I couldn't honestly put her on there because I was like, I don't remember them getting along very well. The whole movie is about how they get along well. <laughs> I can't remember. <laughs> oh my god. Okay. We're not even gonna. Oh my god. Okay. That's fine. So who's your number 10? Oh, I get to go first. Yeah, always. Uh, Mrs. Potts. Talk about it. Uh, I picked Mrs. Potts because she likes Chip a whole lot, gives him snuggles, and I think it's cute. And I feel like she probably has, like, a motherly connection with Beast, too, and tries to help him, but he's, like, a garbage person for most of the movie, so. Yeah, she definitely does feel maternal towards him. Yes. Yes, and she even, like, rolls into the maternal feelings with Belle when she comes in and trying to help take care of her and give her that kind of nurture that she needs. So I think Mrs. Potts is a... She reminds me a lot of Mrs. Weasley, so... Oh, yeah, that's a good comparison. She does have a lot of Mrs. Weasley to her. Yep. I like when she tucks away all the kids in, into the mm -hmm. china cabinet for bed. Yeah, agreed. My number 10 is Nala. Okay, I didn't count her, but go on. Well, because I like how supportive she is of Kiara, and I feel like, and this is kind of like what we talked about in our last one when we did uh, couples, but I feel like she does a really good job of, like, having concern for Kiara, but not letting her concern overshadow 
Kiara's autonomy. Where, like, Simba's like, no, burger, burger, no, she can't go do these things. And she's like, you know, you used to do these things all the time. Like, all these things that you're mad about, you did to your parents. And I like that. I like that she is able to be concerned for Kiara, but still respect her autonomy. Yeah, I like that, too. Good one. Thank you. You ready for my number nine? Yeah. It is Andy's mom. Oh. Because, honestly, I was struggling. But I think she's a better mom than Mrs. Potts. Because Mrs. Potts was like... I mean, Beast was a shit human, so she couldn't have been that great at taking care of him. Okay. But she is very caring. But maybe she's not, like, you know, stern enough. But Andy's mom seems like she's an alright mom. She's a single mom, doing her thing. Andy seems to be well-adjusted. I'm down. That's why I picked Andy's mom. Oh, that's a good one. I don't think a lot of people would have thought of Andy's mom. I Yeah, I well, Andy's a pretty cool, cool guy, so I'm assuming his mom has to be good, especially since, like, yeah, there's but, no Andy's dad, so... Especially if you compare him to, like, Sid. Yeah, yeah, I feel like Andy's mom's a pretty nice lady. Yeah. And when she realized she sold... Or when that guy stole... She tried to help figure out what was going on with his toy when they, you know... Yeah, and she wasn't, boy. like, gonna sell him or anything. Like, she was like, no, No, she said no repeatedly. And that like, guy yeah, did offer her a lot of money. It. Yeah, and he stole it, so... Yeah. Yeah, I'm all for Andy's mom. Yeah. Mine is Cena, uh, Moana's mom. That's a good one. Thank you. I, yeah, I thought about, um, you know, her dad... Again, like, a very over-fucking-controlling over dad. Who, ignoring all the shit he did when he was a child. And, I mean, he had a trauma attached, though, so that's fair. But, I mean, so did Simba. Okay. Fair enough. Trauma's a thing. But she, you know, found Moana packing up and could have put a stop to everything. And instead it was like, no, it's important for you to do this. Like, I, I, again, respecting the fuck out of the autonomy. Women supporting women. Love to see it. Agreed. And uh, that's 100% why she's my number eight, so. Oh, my God. We're like... Yeah, we're pretty close on that one. I'm surprised. Yeah. No, I bet. You know, I was like, oh, there's so many moms. But I bet there's going to be a lot here where I'm like, oh, I have that one coming up. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, there's not really. A... I mean, I know that you're telling me there's a whole lot of moms, but I really scoured the Internet trying to find extra because it was hard for me to get to the, the 10 plus the one that you're not going to allow to count. <laughs> well, uh, do you want to add anything about Cena before I move on? No, I dig her. She gets along really well with uh, the grandmother, too, and that's her mother-in-law, and that's kind of dope. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's, it's nice that they don't play into the rivalry or anything. Yeah. And I think, like, I mean, there aren't a lot, like, I feel like Disney does uh, with couples, it's either they're couples before the child, or, like, something happens mid-child and the, and the couple dissolves because someone dies so whenever they have like two parents in the movie it's always interesting to see how those parents are together and whether they play into that trope of like oh the wife is naggy and the dad is goofy and so it's kind of neat that like they don't do that with Moana's parents like she supports her husband she's a very good like chieftain's wife but she is still very individualistic where she sees Moana she knows what her husband would want her to do and she's like that's not what I think is correct here Yes, and she she takes an active role in helping Coach Moana to become a chief. 
She's also voiced by the lead Pussycat doll. She's a very talented singer. Did you know that? Yeah. 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 I mean, talented. I know you think, like, Pussycat dolls, and you're like, oh, they suck. But no, like, I, I, somebody, there's something on YouTube I listen to. She's a very talented woman. I actually am pro Pussycat dolls. Yeah. I, uh... I, I mean, I'm indifferent, so... No, because Nicole Scherzinger is very talented, but then also, like, those women, like, they are not just, like, painted up and put out there to perform. Like, they are athletes. Yeah. They do shit with their bodies that I sit there and I'm like, all right, okay. But I'm not a fan of the management around Pussycat Dolls because, boy, did they have eating disorders. Oh, yeah, for sure. And not eating disorders they wanted, but eating disorders that were pushed onto them. Yes. All right, my Hold number. On. Hold on, 30 seconds. I gotta let the cat in the room. She's crying at the door like I abandoned her. You probably did. Maybe she, wants, baby. maybe she wants a younger sibling. Oh my god, stop. She already... Well, she's the younger one. You're right. She might want... Hilti's so big, though. Jesus Christ. And then you know you're... Whatever kitten I take is going to also be massive. Like, Hildy's bigger than my dog was. Misty needs more of a domain. She needs more subjects. <sighs> yeah, that's true. She's got a fish. More. Alright, well, who's number eight? My number eight is Mrs. Incredible. funny story she was the one that i didn't put on my list and then i crossed off because i changed my mind and put her on just now before we started yeah mrs incredible because uh, uh, yeah i have i actually am now that we're talking about her I, I almost wonder if she's my number 10 um yeah because like she she is good momming and she, yeah. she did try to leave the kids at home and then they snuck up but i really like the support she provides within her family Mm -hmm. Like, how she supports Bob. And, like, you know, it's got to be hard having kids with all these powers. And she really, like, like you know, we saw how burned out Carly got. And so I'm like, all right. Yeah. Good. Like, good for you. Like, you've been dealing with this for a fucking while. And then I'd like that in the sequel. Did you see the sequel? Uh, I don't know. This is, a good, this is a good time to pause and remind people that when we do the top tens, we do talk about spoilers to movies, so, you know. I think I did. I think Chris downloaded it for me to watch. Courtney, but also... We can't talk about illegally downloading on our Disney podcast. Yeah, I can. I didn't do it. He did it. <laughs> yeah, go get Chris. Uh... I don't remember what we were talking about. Go on, tell me more about Elastigirl. But in the sequel, she ends up going out and being, like, the picture person for the new Incredibles movement. Like, mm -hmm. where they're trying to get superheroes back. Yeah! yeah! Yeah, yeah, I did see that. And so I really like that, too, because I feel like, again, Disney plays into gender roles really hard. Traditional gender roles really hard. And so it was nice having this mom, who we'd seen in the first movie, be a stay-at-home mom also explore if she wanted to be a working mom too because you can do both like a working mom in the way that she works outside the home because moms that stay mm -hmm. home are also working moms but it was nice that she got to explore if she wanted a a different career than just being at home yes i love it yeah see i didn't want like 
I don't know. She didn't imp like I I like Elastigirl. Like I think she's really cool. I never f like when I look at her, my initial thing isn't like wow, great mom. It's like wow, cool lady. Yeah, I think she isn't. Yeah. Yeah, like that's not a bad thing. I'm not saying that, but that's why I ha I didn't have her on the list in the first place. And now even as I'm talking about it, I'm like, well, this other one is probably, you know, Maybe I'll put her back on and take Elastigirl off again. I don't know. We'll see. It'll be a surprise to me when we get to this number. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think that part of the difficulty with Elastigirl is that you don't necessarily think of her as a mom right away because she has a very fleshed out identity. It's not like in other mm -hmm. movies where it's like, yep, this is the mom. Whereas like she's the mom, but she also has like her own difficulties and struggles. So it's not a mom isn't just like the only thing she is. She's also like a former superhero. Yeah. She's also a wife. Which is, like, she's very like, fleshed out. super amazing. Yeah. Like that is fantastic. But that's why I like, I almost, my struggle with it was I didn't want to put her on a list of moms because I feel like that's, like, almost diminishing what she is. See, but that's I... It's, like, putting her into a hole that's just, like, a mom. Yeah, I... On our list. Like, if we do, like, coolest heroines or something, I think Elastigirl would probably be, like, top five for me, honestly. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think that, like, you know, by talking about her momness, we're not li limiting her to that. We're just talking about that aspect of her character. Yeah. Yeah. I know, but a lot of these moms on here, like, it's hard because, like, they're just some moms. of these mothers are just mothers. Like, Sin yeah. is just a mom. Someone else on my list is just a mom. Mrs. Potts is just a mom. Right. Like, there's no... So then, like, it's hard for me to feel like it's... That's why I struggled with her on here, honestly. Mm-hmm. A lot. Like, even Perdita, to an extent... I mean, spoiler, she's on my list. Spoiler, feels like list. a mom to me not like a yeah i think and i think that's why i wanted to put her on my list i think because like she reflects moms as they really are where like a mom isn't just like yep i'm a mom and that's right. it like moms have layers and i think that's one of the nice things about helen parr is that she has layers yeah and i feel like that's kind of like you're you're definitely right i just don't know like it's just hard putting her on a list with other people who like are their whole entire existence is momming and we're like, yeah, yeah, she's a mom. She's also this and this and this. And so it, it does feel weird to see her on this list with all these others because dads get to have layers in Disney movies. Moms don't. Yes, that is that is my problem. That was why I struggled with this list in the first place, I think. Yeah. Like Moana's because... dad is being a dick because of this trauma. Like yeah. Mufasa know... is so many things other than just Simba's dad. So like. Yeah, like we know nothing about... Moana's mom, other than she's a cool lady. And Sarabi. I mean, Sarabi's a badass bitch, too. Well, she's, yeah. She, and, I mean, on that note, my number seven is Sarabi. <laughs> how, how, how did I... Since you brought it up. How did I give you the assist like that? I don't know. That was, like, a really baller, baller <laughs> transition there. That was really baller. Like, I'm down. Yeah. Well, tell me about Sarabi. Yeah, I... She took care, pretty good care of Simba when he was, like, a little baby. She mm -hmm. gave him baths and stuff, and I liked it. And she made him take baths even though he didn't want to, and that was cute. Yeah. And then Scar says that Simba got murdered, and she was so sad. And then she, like, you know, hung around for ten years and held on to how much of a dick Scar was and just told him to get fucked all the time, and I love it. 
Yeah, I also love that, like, she was sad, but she is a character that used her sadness to, like, harden herself for the reality. She yeah. didn't, like, get lost in her grief. And she lost both her husband mm-hmm. and her son. Like, yeah. That's not the same. And then when Ted. Simba came back, the very first thing she did was, like, give him a snuggle. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, it was just, like, oh, my God, it's right again. And that was super cute. Like, it wasn't, like, she didn't question. She just was, like, here let me give you a snuggle mm-hmm. and I loved that too and I think like that's one of the things that I've always kind of like as even, even as a kid I was like you know we, we sit with how upsetting it is for what's happened to Simba but like you don't it, there's not a lot of focus on the fact that like Sarabi lost her husband and her son yeah and like how awful and that then is. was like expected to like shack up you know star. yeah that's like fuck him he's vile yeah we, I mean, we all know he's vile, but also, like, he's vile. I feel like I need to just say it. He's vile. Go away. Well, in the, in the Broadway, they actually have a song where he's trying to seduce Nala. Did I tell you that? Nala? Have I ever told you that? Yeah. Like, ew. Yeah. Isn't he a grown-ass man? She's, she, he is singing it to an adult woman. He sings it to adult Nala. I don't give a shit. He's like 50 then. She'd be like 18. That's vile. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's it's still wrong. I mean, lions right. lions do it, but like anthropomorphized lions make add a, add a layer of ugh, Yeah, that's it. grody. Yeah. Yeah. So whenever we I take you to see the live action Lion King, that is something that you should just be prepared for. Oh, thanks for the little chirps, baby. Oh my goodness, little chirpy babies. Mm-hmm. So, so my who, number seven, seven is Kala from Tarzan. Oh, she's also on my list, but you'll have to find out where. Dun dun dun! Yeah. Yeah, I love her. I love that she fought Sabor for this baby that she had. Like, like, it's one thing to fight a predator for a baby that you've had enough time to attach to, or a baby that you birthed because of all the, like, the dopamine, but like that mm-hmm. instant attachment she had it's such a powerful metaphor for adoption first off and foremost mm-hmm. like she was willing to risk everything for a baby she had literally just found against Sabor. yeah and just like you know there was a lot of ostracization i'm sure for her bringing back this human baby who you know fucked a lot of shit up and mm-hmm. she was just like nope he's my baby i'm gonna sing him the song about how he's always gonna be in my heart and I love him, and he's gross because he's all fleshy, but he's still mine. And so, and then just the amount of trust she has in Tarzan, where Tarzan starts hanging out with these humans, and he's like, come here, it's safe, it's safe. And she actually, it's like, like everything in her being had to be like, no, no, this isn't safe. But she trusts Tarzan so much, she's like, okay, I'm going to let these people see me. Yeah. Yeah, I'm all about Kala. I'm not going to talk much because she's on my list. Yeah. So just do just jump right into yours. Six for me is Duchess. No. I didn't put her on my list. I I think she did a really good job mom and though. No, yeah, she no, she's a great mom. I just had other people that I put higher. Like she probably I feel like the just like there's the gonna be at least three in your top list that I don't know who they are. Like, I'm feeling that's coming, and I don't, I'm don't. i going to be like, what? No, I think you know but all Duchess, of them. We'll find out. Duchess 
She's a really good mom. She is. She's she a loves very her good babies, mom. and she treats them instead of just like a children unit. She does like kind of treat them a little differently. Mm -hmm. like, you know, even though they're like triplets, she knows that this one likes this and this one likes this. Yeah, I like it. It's cute. She's adorable, and she's a cat. Oh, and she's so. dedicated to her kids too. Like Thomas O'Malley yeah. definitely was like, "Let's run away and just like fuck around." She's like, "Can't, man. I got got kids. I got to get home to my to my to my woman." Like, I would love to just fuck around thing. with you, but I've got stuff. Yeah, she is. She's like, nah. nah. You can come along if you want. So like, she said the rule was like, the kids are the priority, and you can hang around if you want. Yeah. And he was like, you know what? All right, because you're a cool lady. Like, okay, I dig yeah. it way to go i like that whole like i like the blended family that that pulls in like that's a good a good that, thing yeah it's a good one yeah and i bet that helps a lot of kids who have like stepdads and stuff like kind of mm -hmm, mm -hmm. like have something to relate to yeah there's not a whole lot there's either like i can't think of any other step parents in disney actually there are like uh, adopted but no, no. step-parents yeah. are not huge in the Disney. Yeah. All right, who's your number six? My number six is Mrs. Potts. Oh, hey, she was my number ten. I know. Yeah, I, basically wow. for all the things you said, I, I think that she was a really good mom, and you can tell that there is, like, a layer of, like, love between her and Beast as well. Um, mm -hmm. In the... Live action, they add layers to it, too, where, like, they, she talks about how Beast's mom died while he was really small, and then his dad was cruel and mean to him, and that kind of made it hard for him to be a loving person. And I mm -hmm. feel like that dynamic, too, it really steps her up to be, like, it's a hard line she walks because she's his servant, so she can't set boundaries right. the way a parent could. But you can tell that right. she still tries and I think that it's very sweet how much love there is between them. Yes. As I well agree. as between That's her a good and Chip. Yeah. But I want to go to my number five first. Okay. So my number five is Andy's mom. I thought you said she wasn't on your list. No, I said Duchess wasn't on my list. I, I acted like Andy's mom was surprising to me, but I had her too. But also we put them in the same order. Do you see that? Oh, yeah. That's weird. That's so weird. I was geeking over here. Oh. It's actually good that... So if Courtney... Courtney came out and stayed with me last weekend, and we talked about recording this episode together, but then having a video version of it to put up on the Patreon, and then um, Patreon, time to remember the magic. If you like us, support us. Uh, and we just ran out of time. Hold on a second. All right. What was that, sweetie? Me, sweetie, or him, sweetie? Yeah, you were talking. Yeah, you, oh, you were and, talking. And so we ran out of time, so we ended up not recording, and that's why the episode's so late. Um, but it might actually be a good thing that we don't record our lists because I geek out all the time, where I'm just sitting here like looking like the cat that caught the canary, or whatever that saying is, where I'm like, oh my god, we have the same order. <laughs> You're so silly. I am the silliest. But yeah, basically for everything you said, Andy, Andy's mom holds it down as a single mom. She really does. Yeah. The reason why she was low, lower on my list is because I don't feel like I got to know her all that well. Mm-hmm. I was trying to pick people that I got to know more at the top. Like no. moms that were more pr 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 pronounced in the movies. No, I, 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 I respect that. Yeah, I just, I picked her because I think that we just, you know, we do it differently. 
I picked her yeah. just because, like, I, you know, we only notice Andy doesn't have a dad because of the absence of a dad. We don't know. Yeah. It's not like other ones where we're like, oh, isn't it sad? It's just this one parent. Like, Andy's mom holds the fuck down. Like, with the birthday yeah, party. she's got a whole house and moving, shit. Moving. Has the baby. Mm-hmm. So, like, Emily, I think is his younger sister, is very young when we yeah. in the first one. So, like, Andy's mom might just be coming out of a divorce or whatever. And we never have any signs of that. Like, there's... There's never a scene where Andy, like, walks in on his mom crying in the bathroom. Nope. It's like, she holds the fuck down. Yep. She's very cool. She takes him to camp and stuff, like, and, and, and like you said earlier, like, you can tell that she's a good mom by how well Andy behaves. Like, Andy treats his toys with respect. Yeah. Andy's room is, like, always clean. Yep. Like, Andy ends up being a very good man. Like, like, mm-hmm. like, they are good. You can just tell that she's a very good person. I like her. Yeah. And, like, I mean, the fact that all of his toys do hold up well, too. So it's not even like that he's not Sid and a sociopath. He treats his things with respect as well. Yeah, like, he takes care of them. Yeah, so, yeah, I'm all about it. Yeah. Um, then yours. My number five. So this is where I put Elastigirl. Okay. But we already kind of talked about her. So I had... The one I took off here was Elsa's mom. Mm. Duna. Yeah. And I at first I was like... I had her on there because like... She went searching for a way to like kind of help Elsa and you know all that stuff. But then I... Then I wanted to take her off. Because like... They really did her dirty. That's why she's like, not on mine. Because I, I had the same that's thing. That's why I took her off. Like, yeah. Because, yeah, like, at first I was like... Because I like Frozen 2 so much, and she's, like, a way... Like, flat, more fleshed out in Frozen 2. Yeah. And I'm sure that means, like... Like, to me, she had a whole, like, world that... Like, we didn't understand. You mm-hmm. know? Like, she she cared a whole lot. And she was yes. trying to do this and that. But yes. At the end of the day, they really fucked poor Elsa up. And Anna, by assist, like, they they both had all kinds of problems because they just, like, imprisoned their one daughter. Yeah. No, like, I, I, I don't... Uh. Now, I'm yeah. sure, like, if they didn't die, they would have probably changed that. Like, yes. when they came back from their trip or whatever. Like, it was probably a temporary thing, but, like, it ends up but being, But it wasn't like, a temporary thing because, like... Elsa was a child when they separated them, and she was an yeah. adult when they left, or at least like a teenager. Was she? Yeah, because they were they were grown. Yeah. I thought when when their parents died, they were younger. No, because Anna was. I think was, I gotta Google this. Yeah, I mean, look look up that scene in a for, not not for the first time, but do you want a little snowman? Because when Anna comes to hug their parents goodbye, she's Kristen Bell, Anna. And Elsa, when we see that, remember, try to think of Elsa in her bedroom when that, that snow spiraled out. She wasn't a kid anymore. She was... Yeah. She grown. was like a teenager. I, I mean, I'm willing to say uh, teenager at the youngest, but, like, it was their adult selves that we see. Like, there was no hairstyle Anna was 15 and Elsa was 18 when their parents died. Okay. So, yeah, like, she's, she's like, that's it's not cool. Yeah. And, like... So they essentially kept that girl imprisoned for 10 years 
Yeah. And I get, I, 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 I like everything the sequel does with fleshing out the mom's character more, but, and I, and and I'm glad they do it, but there's also, it's, it kind of makes what happened a little bit even shittier because she should have recognized what Elsa was then and have helped her in a different way because if she is from that area, she should have a deeper respect for the powers. Yeah, but I also don't quite know if there's any people in that area with powers, because it seems like it's that little lizard dude. Yeah, but, I mean, there's still a connection. Yeah, I just don't... I'm not sure if, like... There's, like, a spirituality attached to it, I mean. Yeah. Yeah, I just don't know if she, like... would have got that she wasn't just, like, like, you know... An X-Man or something. Yeah. Yeah. But either way, I I don't... And I think 10 years is like... Because who the fuck knows how young Elsa was when Anna and her had the accident or whatever. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, at least 10 years. That's why I took her off the list. Because, like I said, I liked Frozen 2 so much, I was down. And if she'd have left... If if her parents would have left Elsa and Anna, like, shortly after that trip and then died then, I think I would have kept her on my list. Like, if they separated them until she could figure out what was going on. And left, like, right after to go on the trip, and they were still like, yes, right. yes. Yep. Yeah, and then the, the servants decided that they didn't know what else to do, and so they, they just did. kept it. I kind of get that. But, like, I mean, yeah, that that was why I took her off, because I was like, yeah, they did her dirty as hell. They did both of them dirty as hell. Yeah, yeah, I, uh... And telling her to just, like... Conceal the I don't know feel. how I feel about concealing your whole, like... Yeah, just... Uh, yeah, so no, I took her off. I did sit there with it, because she, she, like, like, uh... That whole song in the second one, like, and you can see that she's a very loving mom, but I, I just can't yeah. get, I can't get past the, the isolation. Yeah, that's where I went. Like, I felt like... It's rough. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so, yeah, basically, uh, same thing. I, I thought about her for a while and just, like, felt ishy about it. So, your number five was Mrs. Incredible. Who's your number four? Perdita. Okay. Who's, wait, who's your number five? Am I confused? No, I picked Andy's mom, so now we're number oh, right. four. Yeah, Perdita's my number four. Talk about it. Uh, I like that she adopted a thousand babies. Yeah, she really fucking was like, all right. Pong was like, we'll keep them. We'll keep them all. She's like, all right. Yeah, I like that. I like that she went on the journey to try to help them. Mm-hmm. In the book, she I doesn't. I like that. Oh, no, in the book, there's uh, there's two moms. There's uh, Mrs. Pongo, because women don't have autonomy. And then there's Perdita, yeah. because they rescue a... They find a female Dalmatian who had babies recently, but they can't find her babies. And so they adopt her, and that's Perdita. And Perdita stays with Roger and Anita while Mrs. and Mr. Pongo go look for the puppies. And that turns out some of the 101 Dalmatian puppies were Perdita's puppies. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, Perdita kind of, like, held it down. Well, Pongo was a little more, like, I would say aggressive and... Mm-hmm not as calculating Perdita thought through her actions a little more and I like that Perdita was a also like mommy. way more about no you don't get Cruella de Vil like 
this is not the end of this. And he's like, no, our pet, he's like, my pet handled it. Roger, Roger shut it down. She's like, no. Yeah. Yeah, I, that's why I like her. She, she's not easily bamboozled. Yeah, she's, she shows a lot of that, like, that motherly instinct. Yeah, and that, that's also why she's so high on my list is because, like, the movie I felt was more about her being a mom, and that's why I put her on the mom list. I do. I love Perdita. So who's your four, then? My number four is Bambi's mom. Oh, I didn't put Bambi's mom on my list. No, no, I did. Bambi's mom is also, for almost like Andy's mom, where Bambi's mom totally fucking holds it the fuck down as a single mom. Like, where Great Prince of the Forest is there, but he's not involved up until a certain point. And then just... She lets... I think it's really hard as a mom... As someone who is not a mom, but watches a lot of moms, I think it's very hard finding the perfect balance between wanting your kid to be safe, but also fostering their curiosity and independence. And I feel like Bambi's mom does a really good job of that, where if Bambi fucks off with Thumper and Flower, she's like right there watching, but she's not on top of him. And she lets him experience the world and experiment with the world without having to... When he's like, what is that? And they're like, is it a bird? And they're like, no, it's a butterfly. She's not there being like, nope, butterfly. Like, she lets him experience things. And then when, you know, the big scene comes, she is very much like, run, Bambi, run as fast as you can. Don't look back. Get back to the thicket. Like, she very much knew that there was a chance she was going to die. And even with her last thing that she says... It was about making sure Bambi didn't see her die and got back to the thicket. Now, there was a delayed scene where he did find her dead body, but, or at least it was written, but she was very much like, with my, like, everything I have, I'm going to make sure that you're okay. Yeah. So I'm all about Bambi's mom. Holding it the fuck down. Single okay. moms. Okay, who's your number three? Kala. Oh. Yeah, she's my number three. Do you want to talk about it? Now, I don't remember a ton about Tarzan, I'm not going to lie. That's fair. But I do remember Kala picking up this baby human and loving it. And that must have, like, resonated with me pretty hard. Because I remember, like, vividly what that looked like. Mm -hmm. And I don't remember, like, details. Or I don't even remember these fucking movies. Because I don't, I mean, honestly, I don't watch a whole lot of movies to begin with. So... I feel like that must have been something very important to me. And I remember her getting into it with her husband about taking care of the baby mm-hmm. and all that. And I remember, I remember, like, I remember a lot of her from that movie, which is surprising to me because, like, like, I, like I said, I don't fucking remember anything. So I must have some kind of connection with Kala and I'm down. Yeah. And I'm very excited actually to watch Tarzan again because, like, when I was thinking about mom, she was, like, one of the first ones I thought of, even though I was struggling to think of them. So I must have really liked her. So I'm down to why I want to watch Tarzan again. Oh, that's exciting. It's I'm, I'm glad we're finally getting to ones that you're excited for, and it's not just me trying to hype up a movie that you've no interest in. Yeah, yeah, I'm down too. Uh, and I, I'm not going to lie, I'm pretty stoked to watch DuckTales. I, you are the are driving the stoke train on that one. I'm not fucking ant, not about it, like I have been with other ones. But, like, if you had made a hard enough case for to not watch it, I might have given in. Nah, it's got Donald in it. Yeah, it'll be good. 
My okay. number three is Mrs. Jumbo. I like that one. Yeah. I I think that I actually happened that I made this list as I was watching something on like a Facebook video. And by making this list, I mean no, because you were there with me. But I w- I watched a Facebook video after you left while I was waiting for you to get home. And it was about mm-hmm. this kid who was born without, like, his jaw. Or no cheekbones. He had no cheekbones, so his face looks different. And his parents actually, like, abandoned him because of it. Damn. And, yeah. And, and, like, they actually, like, w- there's a record of the reason that they, they abandoned him was because of how he looked. Um, Jesus. And so it made me think about Dumbo and how Mrs. Jumbo got this elephant who everyone made fun of his appearance. And mm-hmm. instead of, like, she never looked disappointed. There wasn't a moment where she was like, oh, my God, like, this isn't what I wanted. I wanted just, like, a, a normal baby. She was just like, nope, he's the best. Like, he's got big ears. He's the best. I love him. I'm going to give him a swaddle doom in his ears because he's the best. And she fought the kids for him, and, you know, she got chained up and everything. And even when he went to visit her when she was all chained up, it was just about comforting him mm-hmm. and, like, giving him a cradle and everything. So, yeah, I think Mrs. Jumbo is just such a sweet mom, and I love her. Well, and- because we're doing... I'm going to tell you my runner-up, even though I'm skipping number two to tell you my runner-up because it kind of flows in here. I picked Timothy Mouse as my runner-up mom. Okay. He I took such I good care of Dumbo. I don't hate it. I don't, I, f- I don't hate it as much as I think you thought I was going to hate it. I thought you were going to fight me on it because, like... I don't know why you'd go mother, though, when he, he's not like his dad. I'm going to say because... He felt like a mom figure to me. Like, once Mrs. Jumbo got chained up and taken away, right? Timothy Mouse just stepped in to take care of Dumbo, and for some reason, he, it just... He made sure he was drinking, and the way he talked to him and tried to, like, hype him up and soothe him reminded me of my mom. So, like, that's I think that's what it was. Like, I feel okay. like Timothy Mouse... <laughs> matches, matches what your impression of a mom is. Well, matched... Honestly, matched made me think of my mother yeah yeah okay so i rolled with it and i was like you know what yeah i'm down because i felt like they did mrs jumbo dirty in the movie i don't like i said i was trying to pick people that were like more prominent in the story yeah as my top moms gotcha which is why i put kala up there because i thought she was like if i remember she had to be kind of prominent in the story to a degree or something Mm mm-hmm so that's why I picked the, the my top like four or like more prominent moms, and then there's Timothy Mouse in there. But he would be like at the bottom, really. But you know what I mean. All right. Yeah, I don't hate it. Uh, now I'm all fucked up because he was my runner-up. I don't know where we're going here. Well, who's your number two? Hmm. My number two's Nani from L- L- Lilo and Stitch. Fair. I thought about Nani, but then I I did not put her because in my head she's still a sister. Mm-hmm. But I feel like there's a good argument either way there. Like, because she is acting as Lilo's caregiver. So when I'm doing paperwork with clients, a couple times there have been clients I've gotten who have transitioned to living with an older sibling because their parents mm-hmm. lost custody. 
and so we don't call them the parents in the yeah. paperwork. We refer to them as caregivers. And I guess because yeah. that's the terminology I use, I still keep Nani separate from a mother because she's yeah, I the think, caregiver. Yeah, I think for me it falls into the same like like Timothy, Timothy Mouse, Mouse is a yeah. mom to me. Yeah, like Nani's a mom to me because well, I think it's it's the um the nurturing aspect of it. Mm-hmm. Is what makes a mother in my head like Yeah. Tim Mouse nurtured Dumbo. Nani nurtures Lilo. But also, I don't remember a ton about Lilo and Stitch other than I thought Nani was pretty badass, so... Yeah. You know. But yeah, she works super hard. She tries her best. They fight, but they kind of... Like, she tries to, like, smooth things over and understand why Lilo's so angry and because she's angry and she should be angry because, you know, she has a shitty life. Like, yeah. I, no, I stand Nani super hard. Like I said, like, I just had that distinction yeah. in my head. But no, Nani, not... Nani is a badass bitch. She yeah, accepts like Lilo for all of her eccentricity. She never puts mm. any burden on Lilo. The only time she ever comes down on Lilo about their living situation is when she's trying to get it through to Lilo that, like, they might take Lilo away. And so she never puts on, like, I could have had this whole life. Like, I just have to take care of you. I have to get a job to take care of you. Like, she never puts any burden on Lilo. So, no, Nani is a badass bitch. I, like I said, I... I feel like Nani is a great example to families where a sibling has had to move up to a caregiver role because, and I kind of like that you put her on here so we could have this conversation, because there are people who do get eclipsed by Mother's Day. Oh, yeah. Nani should get a present. Nani should still get a present on Mother's Day. And so should Timothy Mouse. Yeah. And it, okay. um... <laughs> You're like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if Timothy Mouse gets... Timothy Mouse should have a special day. I don't know if he should have Mother's Day because Dumbo has a mom. No, I'm not saying he should get, like... I think Dumbo should give his mom, like, roses and then Timothy Mouse gets, like, you know, a carnation. Okay. I'm not... I'm just saying because he, like, had to care for Dumbo. And did Mrs. Jumbo ever even get out of her cage? Like, I don't even fucking know. Yeah, she's she's on the train at the end. The end of Dumbo was, like... Yeah. At the end of Dumbo, the last thing we see is him flying over the train, and at the very end of the train is, like, this own private Dumbo car, and she's sitting in the back of the Dumbo car with, like, a hanky that she's waving to him while he's flying. So she, she, he got her released. Yeah. They're, they're, yeah, they did the, the the end of Dumbo fucking blows. Yeah. Well, the pacing of Dumbo is just fucking rough, where it's like, yep, then this happened, then this happened, this happened, end. And it's like, you know, this is the shortest Disney movie. You could have added, like, 10, 20 minutes here to make this movie less depressing. Uh, dude, do you know how much more I would have liked Dumbo? I mean, like, I fucking hated Dumbo. But I would have liked Dumbo if at the end, like, after he got all, like, flying and famous and shit, he just reunited with his mom and they hugged each other. Yeah, like, we got a scene of them like, actually I'm not reuniting asking... instead of them just Yeah, flying. like, I'm... Right, I'm not asking a whole lot, like... Just like the Mrs. Just like just like the Simba Sarabi snuggle. Like that's all you wanted was just like a reunited yeah. moment. That's it. Like that resonated with me because it showed like character building and something. And the fucking Dumbo just mom just got done dirty. They do for I will say I won't tell you what and get into too much detail, but they do Mrs. Jumbo less dirty in the live action. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh. Your number two was Nani. It was Nani. Yeah, My number, so two your number two is Perdita. Okay. 
Are you surprised? Do you think she'd be my number one? Who do you think my number one no. is? No. I'm not, I don't know, but I didn't think it was going to be Perdita. No, I mean, Perdita basically for everything we said. Like, she's very intuitive. She, she you know, goes on this. I do feel like Pongo is so hot-headed, it never surprised me that Pongo would go after the kids. Whereas Perdita, not to play into sort of any gender roles, but Perdita is a upper-class dog. She's very sheltered in a way. So her going on this excursion to go find the puppies, I feel like is more daunting for her, especially because of what gender roles were at the time of 101 Dalmatians. Yes. So I feel like her going out on this adventure was very brave for her, especially because if you think about it, when we fir- I get really deep into these conversations, and I want you to know that it's not like I have these arguments prepared. I just keep thinking of things as we're talking. But when Perdita first sees Cruella de Vil coming to the house, Perdita runs and hides under like a furnace or some shit. So to see that transition from her hiding under the furnace with the babies inside of her still because she's so afraid, and then her fighting the Baden brothers and going to Deville Manor knowing that she could see Cruella is just such a huge change. And like that ferocity is such a piece of motherhood to me or what my idea of motherhood is because there's that nurturing and that loving aspect of motherhood but there is also this like ferocity around doing whatever it takes for your child to keep them alive Mm -hmm. and so yeah basically perdita's i feel like not everyone is going to get there because i'm crazy about disney but, like, she has one of the best, like, character transitions with motherhood. Like, it's almost like what Ashley said, where, you know, when we see mothers in Disney, we either see them as already mothers or we see them as characters who become mothers, like, at the end. It's very rare that we get Perdita, where we see what she was like before she was a mother and we get to see her after being a mother and see that character development of... I'm just a woman, I have met this man, I love him, I'm pregnant, I'm now a mom, these are my babies, these are my world. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's cool. And that's, I like it too. that's my TED talk on Perdita. Do you want me to awesome. do my honorable mention then? Yeah. My, uh, I don't know why I'm so shy about my honorable mention, because yours was goofy and I didn't make fun of you. My honorable mention is Widow Tweed. Because I, right. I don't feel like she was, like, an owner to Todd. I feel like she was a mama. Okay. Where, like, she rocked him and fed him out of a bottle and stuff. And then, like, when it came time to, like, have to put his needs over hers, she did it even though it gave her a, a, a hurt heart. Okay. Yeah. I get it. Yeah. I love her. Yeah, it just didn't feel like, 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 I would never say that Anita was Perdita's mom. But I feel like Widow Tweed is very much Todd's mom. Yeah, it's a little different. Yeah. I, I didn't, I didn't quite feel that same way, but I get what you're saying. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I just don't. No, no, I, I, like I said, I think it's, 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 yeah. it's a hard jump to make, but it's a jump that I made. Now, tell me yeah, about like... Meredith's mom and why she's your number one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Honest to God, it's because this is... It's mostly... Because she's in because... it the whole time? 
I'm not even going to say that. The movie is about a mother-daughter relationship, and it's the only Disney movie about a mother-daughter relationship. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, so is Tangled, but in a different way. So, like, I understand what you're saying. Yeah. I'm just being well, the devil's I feel advocate like, on this one. I feel like Tangled... Yeah, okay, I would... Yeah. I feel like I when I think of Tangled, I think of more of a... Growth coming-of-age story, because, yeah. you know, she fights with leaving and coming back and that kind of thing. Yeah. But yes, but very specifically, Brave is about the way El- um, Merida and her Eleanor That's her name. I couldn't remember get her name. along with each other. Mm-hmm. Eleanor wants a certain thing that's best for Merida. She She's trying her best to teach her how to be what she's supposed to be. Mm-hmm. And Merida's just not having it. She's like, nah, I don't give a fuck. Fuck y'all. Which I respect. Mm-hmm. My girl. But the whole time, nothing Eleanor's saying is wrong. She's saying, like, you you are going to be queen here. You gotta kind of, like, learn to to speak a certain way. You have to, you have to be commanding. And you have to... And the whole, I, the whole thing, during the whole time, like, Eleanor's straight up is pretty much ruling the country. Like, she'll look at her husband and be like, nah, fix this. And when Eleanor talks, all the men stop and listen. So she has something there, so she's trying to teach Merida that. Mm-hmm. No, it's a, it's a very similar thing. It feels very like yeah. Catelyn and Sansa and Arya. Yeah. Yeah. So eventually, like, the whole point of the movie is straight up, like, they have to learn to respect each other's opinions and at the end, Eleanor's the one who's like, nah, she don't gotta marry nobody. It wasn't the king who decided that. Eleanor decided that. And the king was like, oh, all right. Like, because they came together. And Merida used some of the things Eleanor taught her to, like, stop some, like, fighting in the in the chambers once she was, like, listening to her mom and following her rules. And that kind of helped. But yeah, like, there's not a whole lot of Disney movies that are straight up about the way two women relate to each other, and I think that's part of why I, like, fucking love Brave. Like, it's not about men in the slightest. Yeah, I'm excited to see it again. Like, I've only seen it the one time, so I'm excited to see it again. Yeah, like, I mean, like, the dads and the, the dads there and the brothers are there, but, like, at no point is it about, like, how... Merida's concerned about how her dad feels about her. It's about how she's concerned about what's happening with her mother. Mm-hmm. Like, she wants to have a relationship with her mom, but she's, like, super mad at her all the time because her mom expects different things of her, which isn't necessarily a bad thing, you know? Yeah, no, it's very much, um... But yeah. Yeah. Who's your number one? My number one is Raksha, who is... Who the fuck's that? Who is the mother wolf that takes in Mowgli. Did I lose you? Are you there? No, I'm... I just... Okay. Well, because... Uh, so, in the movie, she's a very small part. But she... You did love her because she was the one that's like, yeah, we're keeping this baby. And the dad was like, oh, okay. But in the movie, uh, the like, the live action, she's voiced by uh, Lupita Nyong'o. And she is a much bigger character where you see her, like, treating Mowgli like he's one of her own. And... Uh, 
the dad does not last long in the live action movie. So you see like the rest of the wolves being afraid of Shere Khan and not knowing what to do. And she never lost any of that fire where she's like, this is my cub. And then like when, and when, the, when the wolf pack first goes to send Mowgli away, she like almost is willing to fight the wolf pack where she's like, he is mine. He belongs to me. And they, they don't tell her to get rid of Mowgli. They do at first and then she, she gets all like fucking bristly. And then they're like, it's not that we're sending him away for our safety. We're sending him away for his own safety, too. And that's what gets her bought in. And so she actually leads the wolves in the attack against Shere Khan at the end of the movie. I think Raksha is, like, everything about... Like, like almost how we were talking about... So you talked about how some of the people you considered moms were people who reminded you of your own mom. Mine, I th- I'm realizing now, are what I see is the balance between that nurturing mom, which I feel like is very easy to show in a Disney movie, but also that ferocity mom, which sometimes is harder to show because we're so used to women being like submissive creatures that seeing this angry, I'm going to fight for my kid mom is something that excites me because of just how much love it takes to protect something with your own life. So why wasn't Kala higher on your list then? Let me go back and look at my list. I mean, she was still they, pretty they, high. Was she? She was my number seven. I just feel like the the same reasons you had Kala, you, like, it sounds like the same thing. I think that Kala was more submissive in her ferocity. Like, she fought Sabor in the beginning, but then she just kind of, like, is lesser. Okay. I was uh, just curious. Yeah, like, like it's probably close between her and Mrs. Pot, but, Mrs. Potts, but then Mrs. Jumbo, Bambi's mom, and Andy's mom... I just kept up there for being single moms holding it down. Okay. I think. Whereas Kala, like, Sabor, not Sabor, uh, Tantor, not Tantor, Tantor's the elephant. I don't remember what, Kerchak. Kerchak didn't help her raise Tarzan, but she still had, like, that family unit of gorillas sort of support, where she wasn't, like, out on her own like Bambi's mom was. So I guess... I just didn't, like, Mrs. Jumbo, Perdita, and Raksha are, are all ferocious, whereas, like, Kala's ferocious in, like, the first five minutes, and it's to, like, a Phil Collins song, so I think that does turn the volume down on the ferocity in my head. Doesn't but, she argue with Kerchak a lot, though? Like, once. For the most part, Kerchak, like, she fights with Kerchak, and he backs the fuck down, which is badass, but then it's kind of, like... They just don't talk about it for the like he'll he'll just give her a glowering look and she's just kind of like eh, sorry. Mm. Right. Cause she can't right, uh. she can't like fight with Kerchak because he's still like the leader of the like she's not yeah. like Eleanor where she can like do it behind closed doors because there are no doors in the jungle. She doesn't even fight with the king behind closed doors. She tells him about it in front of all his people. So, yeah. See, like. Kala never does that. She gives him the she gives him the look and he's like, Oh yeah, you're right. Yeah, Kala never does that. Kala and Kerchak had like one fight and Kerchak gave in, but I also feel like they just lost their baby and he was like, Yeah, let her mm-hmm. have this pet. Hey, I was just, you know. She might get she like like if I were to sit here, I after seeing Tarzan and Beauty and the Beast, I could see her moving up to six and knocking Mrs. Potts down to seven. But I think everyone else kind of stays where they are. I'm down. I get it. Yeah. Raksha's a badass bitch. 
I'm down. I don't remember the live action ones, so maybe I would have felt a little differently. Yeah. Well, we'll see. If I just saw that, but I, yeah, I don't. I don't even know if I. I had to see it. We saw it together. Mm-hmm. Wasn't wasn't what's his face? Bill Murray. No, the ape man. What the hell's his name? Oh, Christopher Walken. Yeah, you were about Christopher Walken as King Louis. You really liked that. He was fucking gigantic. What was yeah. that? He was like King Kong, only in fucking orangutan. orangutan. What was that about? Yeah. I don't remember. All right, awesome. Okay. Well, that's all. Yeah. Oh. Well, here we are. Yes, here is we. It's the end of our list. At the end of our list, happy Mother's Day to mothers out there. If you like what we did, feel free to give us five stars on the Apple Store or recommend us to a friend. Uh, if you want to tell us some of your favorite Disney moms, head over to the Facebook and give us your top ten. Or email it to us at time to remember the magic at gmail.com. Courtney loves reading and responding to the emails. We're also on Twitter at time to remember M. I don't really do anything over there. We're also on Instagram. Uh, time to remember the magic we also don't do much over there really the facebook is the place to go or emails and as always have a great day oh shit bye oh my god i forgot i have to do that